Right, are you ready to do it as live for the first time? Oh. Mm, how about that? Should we give it a go? Let's do it. All right, then. Let's let's just jump into it, mate. Fuck it. Let's let's go from it. And uh, okay. yeah, we'll uh, start how all the shows begin now. So uh, here we go. Hello and thank you for listening to 60MW. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. And this is the Decade of Decadence show for September 2020, sponsored by Dean of the Dead Hot Horror Sources. Dean of the Dead, Tom, like we said in the last episode, we've got a giveaway from him in this one. A t-shirt giveaway. How about that? Yes, excellent. Excellent news. So we've got one now. There are five t-shirts to choose from which is awesome and i'm going to tell everybody how they can join in and have a chance of winning one uh this episode is going to be released on the 3rd of october we're going to give everybody until the 18th of october to do what you need to do to try and win one of dean's t-shirts you can pick any of the five designs you can pick whatever size you want dean will send it to you all you've got to do is go to dean's youtube channel link will be in the podcast notes Write a comment on any of his videos, but just make sure that in whatever you write that you mention, 60MW. And the crucial part, you've got to subscribe to his YouTube channel. Do those things and you've got a chance of winning a t-shirt. I would also say, while you're on YouTube, get over to our channel as well and give us a sub on there, which would be nice. So, I don't think we can make it much easier than that, Tom, to, you know, shot at winning one of Dean's t-shirts. Click the subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Type a comment on one of the videos, including 60MW. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Two things. Two things. You're in. You've got a chance of winning. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, right. Well, plenty of stuff to talk about, mate. The first yeah, one, please. I've got to get this over with at the beginning. And just so everybody knows that you are better than me. It's official. It was said more than once by Jordan Waller. It's... <laughs> If nobody listened to the interview show with Jordan Waller about Two Heads Creek, which we both admit is a great film, because we've both seen it, haven't we? Yes. And uh, yeah, it's I, I hold my hand up, mate. You're better. Jordan himself said that. that well, you're endorsed. <laughs> you should have that now. Endorsed by Jordan Waller. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a shit I need to get. So yeah, it is. <laughs> Right then, what what shall we begin by talking about, mate? I've got loads of 80s-related stuff in front of me right now. Well, if, uh, as we just mentioned, Jordan Waller, might as well just seek straight into um, Fright Fest. I said last time I'd uh, mm, yeah. let you know how that went. Um, yeah, I went to uh, Chris, uh, um, Chris Howard's house, for the long weekend of uh, Friday through Monday, the bank holiday, and, oh, we watched a lot. <laughs> there was I a lot what, to go through. We watched uh, 13 films in a festival and uh, four additional films because we just didn't hadn't had enough horror, clearly. Um, <laughs> but I'll go through um, some of my favourites and then yeah. I'll mention a couple of ones that were not good. I won't go through every single film, of course, because that would be 
ridiculous. Uh, the good ones, the good ones, Dave. Um, yes. Two Heads Creek. You've seen it yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Definitely my sort of sense of humour. Everyone who um, listened to or watched a Jordan Waller interview would sort of get, you know, where where that's coming from. So that was yeah. that was a good laugh. Yeah, on it the is some good humour. Yeah. I think for Saturday. Um, also very good was Skull or Skull the Mask, which is, um, gory. Um, it is, uh, also known in its original language as Skull, a mascara de anhanga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The story of an ancient mask that possesses a human form to commit visceral sacrifices of vengeance for reincarnation of its God. Very Mm. violent. Very metal. The fights choreography had lots of wrestling in it. It was like a, it was just like, yes, this is my shit. So really enjoyed Skull. It was the goriest of the weekend that I saw. Wow. Uh, yeah, absolutely yeah, that was a blast. Um there was a really good one, good one called Blinders, um, which was more of a sort of thriller, but um uh, it's about a young guy who's like moves to a new city. He starts a new romance, but he befriends an unsa- unstable rideshare driver, and things just go off all twists and turns. That was mm. pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And my favourite one of the weekend was the Swerve, which is not. I mean, the Sunday, was, no, the Monday. Sorry, it was the, the theme was a lot of the films weren't like flat out horror. In fact, one of the films was not even a horror film. It's a sci-fi film. Not entirely sure why they showed that. Yeah. It was pretty boring as well. Um, but, yeah, this was about a woman who's just sort of going through this um, uh, sort of midlife crisis. Her husband's cheating on her. Kids are horrible. And then something happens. There's an accident, the swerve in a road. I won't say any more than that. Yeah. Um, and, oh, it's just like it's one of those where, like, the real horror can sometimes just be real life. So, uh mm. Yeah, very good. One of those ones in your sort of requiem for a dream um, and uh, Grave of a Firefly sort of way that that was amazing. Not sure if I ever want to see it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, talking of films I don't ever want to see again was, oh, oh there were some, there was a few stinkers. Um, the opening film was Sky Sharks, which is like Nazi <laughs> flying sharks. You know, that sort of film, that yeah. Iron Sky sort of vibe the way it looks and all that. It's not really my cup of tea, but um, it was just everything was looked so artificial. Like there's a scene in a departure lounge of an airport that looked fake. Um, it was just like the reason they chose it was the organisers. I think I've mentioned them before and my sort of bewilderment at how they act all the time. Um, I think they thought they were going to be in this film. Uh, they were not apparently a few years ago because this Sky Sharks had been um, in development for eight years. Bloody hell! Eight years to do an Iron Sky ripoff. Okay, um, and yeah, a few years ago at one of the Fright Fests when it was in a View Cinema in Leicester Square, they filmed some footage of the um, organisers and also the crowd running out of the cinema as if something was attacking them. All that got used was a bad CG shot of the View sign of the Leicester Square Cinema being flinged off. <laughs> so they weren't even in it, and I think they thought they might be. Mm. So I think that's why it was on. Definitely want oh. to avoid then. Yeah, uh, not very good at all. Um, the worst one of the weekend was a film um, 
called Hall, H-A-L-L. This was about some sort of pandemic virus that had been let loose in a hotel mm. by a mystery man who, when I say mystery man, uh, he had one scene and he was gone. Um, and then it's just the hallway, like a lot of action in a hallway, sort of like a zombie thing, but they don't do anything. They sort of just slowly, they're very slow, slow to the fact point where they don't really do much. Yeah. Um, half of the film's just this so proper level building up other characters and then you just start to get halfway through and you're like, they're dragging this out on purpose, aren't they? And everything, like myself and Chris spoke about it, everything was designed felt like it was designed to make things last longer. There's like these lengthy scenes between characters. They split characters up just so one's got one thing going on and another's got another thing going on. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And then when you just don't, like it finishes and it's all quite mysterious, what the virus is and all of this sort of thing. Um, when the credits roll, you're just like, well, that was shit. <laughs> um, and you know, I don't need all the answers in in films. You know, sometimes it's cool not to know what happened. That's fine. Um, that wasn't my problem with this at the time. There was like scenes where characters were introduced and they were talking to each other for two or three minutes, and all that they were there for, to do was to see an elevator door open. Oh my god! That's the sort of like that. Like this is a twenty-minute short film. If that turned into eighty-five minutes, um, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good. And then to make matters worse, at the end of there's a post credit scene, and they put all of the exposition in the end credit scene. They what? explained the entire plot in the post credit scene. Oh my, that's never seen anything like it. Appalling, appalling. <laughs> nice. So um, yeah, that was easily the worst. Um, probably going to be one of my like it's a brand new film, so it's probably going to be one of my worst films of the year. Um, wow. it's not a Grimfest so I can't say avoid it if you're watching Grimfest like uh, <laughs> we will be but if you see it on I mean this is the sort of thing that's just going to like tiptoe out onto Prime I guess yeah don't don't yeah. you'll just get very angry I was talking to um, a friend and he was just like he was like eh about the film then he was annoyed like really annoyed what they did in the post credit sequence so <laughs> That just, sounds like, mate, that even I'm going to avoid it from what you just yeah, said. Yeah, even you. Yeah. But all in all, you know, like, the films were of a lower quality. Um, they're doing a live, like, an in-person in cinemas, well, as it stands, um, Fright Fest at Leicester Square, um, Cineworld at the end of October. There's also going to be a digital element to that. Um, I don't know what exactly, but uh, I'll probably watch some of those, rent some of those films they're a better league of films uh, or bigger films than the ones. They've obviously saved them. Yeah. So um, the August one, the digital only one, got didn't get as many good ones. But it was fine because we just had a fun weekend. Um, yeah. But yeah, the one, one in Leicester Square, it's got uh, the Train to Busan um, sequel. I know you've seen that uh, Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got uh, a Relic which is coming out in cinemas in November and uh, at the moment, and uh, Slacks, which I really want to see, which is one about killer trousers. <laughs> uh, so if nothing else, I'm hoping to just rent digitally Slacks because yeah. to killer trousers. Um, but no, we're hoping to do um, All Being Well with um, 
whatever happens in the next few weeks, we were going to do Grimfest in the same way, mm-hmm. but have a lot more films. Yeah, it was. I should. Uh, sorry, Dave, go on. No, I was just going to say, I was um, recorded an interview show with the director of Fried Barry this afternoon, and we were talking about the way that film festivals have had to go digital this year. And he was yeah. saying that it's been a plus for him because normally you'd get, you know, a few hundred people into the, the cinema screen to yeah. watch it. And he was saying at the festivals where it's been shown, I think with the festival in Brazil, I think had 5,000 people watched his film. And then it was one, uh, I think it was like Denmark or somewhere, had 4,000 people watching it. So he's getting a lot yeah, more people I mean, yeah. seeing the film that wouldn't normally happen. So Yeah, because I don't, you know... If- the plan was at one point was like maybe I'd do fright like if life had carried on as normal, um, do fright fest this year. Mm. You know, like it was you know like sixty pounds or whatever it was for a pass, and uh, Grimfest is similar. And if you're doing what we do, what we did for fright fest, what we're going to do with Grimfest, we're just splitting that. Yeah. So. Uh, it's yeah, cool. I mean, you know, yeah, it's a much bigger audience, but again, you lose. So you know, you lose seeing your film on the big screen, yeah. and unfortunately, yeah, not like the Swerve, my favourite film of the festival, um, Chris's too. But this film was made in 2018, and it just did the festival circuit last year. Um, it just did the festival circuit this year. I think it's coming out digitally um, on demand in America on the 22nd of this month. So do check it out if you see it about. But they're just going to disappear, unfortunately. This so. is the thing; it is, and I, I'm hoping that going forward, that when everything sort of returns to whatever sort of normality we're going to get, and these film festivals go back to how they used to be, which hopefully they do, mm. that they still incorporate a digital element into them. I think so they will. I think yes, they let's will. say with with Fright Fest. I mean, it's it's out of our out of our pocket to do it we just can't afford to go down to london and stay down there and see well yeah the, films the pass and so on. is like 200 pounds and then you've got yeah. like thursday friday saturday sunday and possibly monday night you've got to stay over five there. nights hotel or an airbnb that's not cheap it's not cheap so if they, they, if they still do that but then they say okay so people who can't make it you know for whatever yeah. reason financially or you know work commitments or whatever else you can buy an online pass and you can yeah. watch all the films at home. And even if it means waiting until the, the actual festival itself finishes and then starting yeah, the like day the, after. The, yeah, like the, yeah, the film will go live, you know, say the film goes from 4pm till 6pm on a Saturday, mm. then that film will be available from 6pm. Yeah. So the people in the cinema see it first, they get the world premiere, the UK premiere, whatever. Yeah. And then, um, But no, I think they'd be mad not to because it's, you know... Fright Fest, Grim Fest, you know, it'll sell out. You know, those passes will sell out. They always do. Yeah. And then, you know, still people wanting to see it. And instead, like, you know, I could go to Chris or people could come to mine and we could just sit and have a cool weekend like we did last weekend and like we're going to next month. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a way of getting the film to more people. Obviously, the important thing, making more money. Mm-hmm. And that's what these places want to do. So, yeah. Um, one film that I was, would be remiss not to mention from the weekend of Fright Fest, with nothing to do with Fright Fest, uh, we watched, um, is on Shudder at the moment. Um, so Shudder have a few issues with. I mean, it's mainly because they don't really have a right to show much, but this is a Shudder original. Um, I'm sure you've heard about this, Dave, if you've not seen it. Host. I have read a little bit about it, yeah. Mate. Oh, what a great film. 
just like a guy got so into it and it was it's because it's a zoom call and it's just like a, a seance in a zoom call that's the that's your synopsis yeah you know just five words your five word synopsis um and it's just it's 57 minutes long nice because it just works with the zoom call how zoom calls work and like if you've been on zoom in the last six months which a lot of us have mm-hmm. it's all so familiar and they act like for people in it they seem so natural just like normal people they don't feel like actors in any way shape or form and it's the scares are just paced perfectly it's yeah it's very good so um it's very much worth watching i know they're doing some cinema screenings in london over over october but um yeah, do check out Host because it's excellent. Oh, yeah. You've given me, what, four films at least there that I want to watch now? Oh, you have to just, uh, just piling them on, piling them on. But, yeah, yeah, but no, Fright Fest was a good weekend. So looking forward to doing Grim Fest in uh, three weeks as we record. Yeah, it's getting closer, mate. It is getting closer. Well, as we record, that's a good segue. We record on uh, now it's September the 18th. Two days ago, mate, September the 16th the 35th anniversary of the Kiss album, Asylum. Oh, and I think that gasp, that joyous gasp that you just did says it all, mate. <laughs> what an album. What an album. And as I, I always say, 80s Kiss is the best kiss. <laughs> and especially Asylum, you can't get any more 80s Kiss than Asylum era Kiss. Jesus just Christ. Just some of those music videos. Dear <laughs> Lord. The, the way that they dressed. Even was, the 80s were like, fucking hell, steady yeah. on. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing dressing like that? Yeah. <laughs> Just bring it down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, class, I mean, it's a, a great album, classic songs on it. I mean, I, I really love Asylum album. And there's some, yeah. I mean, Tears Are Falling is one of Tina's all-time favourite Kiss songs anyway. Oh, but factor in the music video for it as well, the stuff that Paul Stanley's wearing, his lovely frilly gloves that he's got. She's still after a pair of those. If anybody knows where you can buy them, she'd love to have a pair. Uh, and it's the first album, of course, with Bruce Kulick and Eric Carr that they recorded together. So, yeah, it's it's a, a good 80s album. A good Kiss album, mate. It's one of my favourite ones. Yeah, it's brilliant. I had it on um, at work the next day. Did after you? I, <laughs> like, yeah, because it's always like I talk to my brother about it because he, his best mate... Um, his dad had like a like a dodgy cassette of it and gave it to him, and that's and like my brother's not a Kiss fan. I think that's probably the only Kiss album like he heard, he had. You know, he didn't listen to like lick it up mm. um, before or whatever it was afterwards. Dave, you'll know. Oh, before oh yeah, you've got well, you got um, lick it up and then animalize. Oh, animalize was before. Sorry. Yeah, then then asylum. So and then and then what was after asylum? Uh, Crazy nights. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't think you listen to them, but like, yeah, they listen to Asylum a lot. And uh, every now, every time I listen to it, because I just put it on sometimes, just like, feel, you know, it's just one of them. like, I feel like listening to Asylum. Um, I just message him and say, yeah, got Asylum on. And he goes, oh, I haven't listened to that in ages. So he puts Asylum on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cool. it's just a great album. And I will reiterate that I would, it's like one of those just blank check situations of like, I would pay a large amount just to see them do an 80s set. Yeah. And they can they can include Revenge as well. But yeah. It would be good. A full uh, non-makeup set would be pretty awesome. Yeah. I did. Um, I've mentioned Ike, my friend Ike. We've been friends since we were 11 on the podcast. And, of course, you've met him, Tom, as well. Yeah. And uh, I WhatsApped him and said, wow, it's 35 years ago today since Kiss Asylum came out. 
And uh, then we got into discussing, we were reminiscing like two old farts. Uh, he was saying about, uh, we went down, we walked into Northwich. I used to live in a place called Northwich. And we walked to the record store and then uh, bought it there. And then we went back. And then uh, his memory is a lot better than mine because he said that we played it three times back to back. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that was 35 years ago. Wow. That's so. Uh, but crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's an album that still stands up. It, it is so 80s, but it's it's a great mm -hmm. album. If people, you know, you like your rock music or whatever, give it a listen. Even if you don't like your rock music, there's things, like I said, with Tears Are Falling and all that on it. There's the ultimate cheese of uh, all night, though. I mean, cheese uh. is uh, all night. <laughs> what the fuck? Still never worked out what that song was about. No, it probably yeah. needs some more listens just to get yeah, the... They're just, especially in the 80s, they're such a subtle band, they... <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know you can't read between the lines and figure out what they're singing about it's no, mysterious it is yeah it's, uh, it takes a lot of working out those songs <laughs> um i think before we get any further mate i am gonna have to we've got to get this bit out of the way which has become a regular part of these oh, monthly you, shows you know we've had fun talking about kiss we I know, know like, reminisce about a good weekend at fright fest i've got to bring it down now you're mate. just going to be like these people died i've got to bring it down with the section that is now known as dave does deaths you might be a king or a little street sweeper but sooner or later you dance with the reaper <laughs> yes I I don't even know if that's insulting or not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I've got to find something to play for this section because it's Can't it's wait, become yeah, a regular death jingle of Dave's. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope we don't have to hear it too much. Let's hope so. Well, thankfully, I've only got two to report, and I want to make it perfectly clear: I do not actively going out looking for who's died. <laughs> that's like it is related. It's if they come across my radar at any point since we last recorded. I write the name down. I don't go looking for dead people, okay? Don't start sending me emails about that. And the first one that I saw, and this is somebody who we got within a Nats pube of doing a show with back in 80s Picture House, mate. It was another one, swapping emails all the time. Nothing ever sort of worked out. And it's Frankie Benali, the drummer with Quiet Riot. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, we swapped like loads of emails. And it almost happened, and then it almost happened again. Uh, which we've said before, you know, with the, so many people this happened to, we almost did the interview show. And uh, yeah, he sadly passed away since we last recorded, as did a name a lot of people probably won't recognise, and it's Peter Lacassi. Now, he's only got three acting credits, but one of them is in one of my favourite 80s movies, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> so even though he's not very well known, and he was, a, you know, he's only got three acting credits, um, he's, he's really good in that movie, so uh, yeah. I tip my hat to them both. Uh, hopefully, you won't have to uh, hear that nice little jingle when we record the October show. Uh, let's get into some more good stuff then, shall we? Yes. Um, a couple of movie things I want to talk about. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, new trailer came out since we last oh, recorded. Oh, it looks good. It looks really good, man, which makes the, uh, the, con the continual bumps a bit annoying, but... It will be interesting to watch. Is yeah, that... I mean, yeah, obviously, set in the 80s. Mm -hmm. It looks, you know, I think, I don't think there's going to be an issue of them nailing the uh, the decade by the look of it. No, I think they've got it just um, about right. Yeah, Touchwood, Christmas Day, or, I mean, none of us are going to go and see Christmas Day, but you know what I mean, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. late yeah. December release, let's hope it actually happens and uh, we get to see it this year. Yeah, 
fingers fingers crossed. Like I say, we never know what's going to bloody happen at the moment. When are we going to see as well, mate? The director's cut over Rocky Four. Well, I mean, maybe probably the start of next year, I guess. I mean, he's he's doing it now. Mm. Obviously, there's some controversial decisions. Very cutting out the birthday robot, like. <laughs> Like, well, like, I mean, like we've spoken about this clearly, but uh, he's saying like, oh, I don't look good anymore. And I was just like, well, it's not all about you, is it? It's like <laughs> this film has fans and everyone loves Paulie's robot. He, he wires to... That's going to ruin Paulie's Christmas in the movie now if he can't have a robot. Like, if anything, they should be adding more scenes where he fucks a robot. <laughs> Paulie's that's where it was going. Robots. <laughs> um Talking of Rocky, um, I don't know if you know this, but um, it, it's uh, next Friday, the 25th, in um, as we record, they're being re-released. They're re-releasing all the Rocky films in cinemas. Oh, is that... But I think it's only View. Uh, oh, okay. So I will probably just go and see Rocky 4. <laughs> <laughs> because like, like with work and stuff and the timings, it's like... Yeah. I can't see them. I wouldn't be able to see them. They're all bringing them all out on the same day or within, you know, days of each other. And it's just like, yeah. can you just do one a week? That would be better. I mean, I don't know if that would we'd get there, but um, yeah, I'll just go see Rocky Four. I've seen Rocky Four in the cinema before, but like, if you've got to choose one, you're going to choose Rocky Four. I might do three, see what time it Three was good. A few years ago, oh yeah, quite probably five, six years ago, maybe me and Tina went to Manchester and they showed uh, Rocky Three on the big screen. And that oh, was that. an amazing atmosphere. People got so yeah. so into it. It was great to watch it on the big screen. I mean, they're, they're also showing Rocky Five. They're including Five as well, so mm. which is not one I'd be rushing to see. But I'd, like, I would go and see it if I had the opportunity to see them all. So I'll have to do Five in the cinema. Yeah, just to say I've done it. But yeah, I'll definitely see Four and hopefully see Three. Mm. But yeah, the, the director's cut. Maybe I'll be seeing Four again in the cinema. I don't know if it will come to cinemas or what, but. Um, It'd be interesting. He said he's, what, 20 minutes of extra footage so yeah, far? Yeah, And he seems to be... The, I mean, if, if nobody knows, like Sly's putting a load of stuff on his Instagram account, just go mm. and have a look on there. But he seems to be re-editing the fights a lot as well and really sort of trimming them down and making it, I almost said, no pun intended, more punchier. But that's what they're, they're looking like, aren't they? It's, it's like quicker yeah. cuts with it as well. But uh, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting and going to have to watch it. But yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully some sort of special edition blu-ray is released would be nice yeah i mean it's just you know you, you know your, your, your favorite film is being fiddled with is always a worrying thing mm-hmm. like yeah but you know what i'm looking over at the, the box set now i've got rocky they're all there they're or, all on blu-ray there. god i've got it under the bed on dvd as well so i'm covered like it's not like it's becoming obsolete it's not under but the bed, still, mate. It's like it's it's under your pillow. Everybody knows it's under your pillow. Rocky, well, yeah. Rocky Four. Everybody knows your love of Rocky Four. Helps me sleep at night. <laughs> it does. It's your comforter, your nighttime comforter. <laughs> uh, I've got some video game stuff to talk about. One of them, mate, is related to, and I'll let you take this first because you've kept telling me about a TV show that you're watching. And you've said to me, are you watching this? And I've said, it's not a movie, is it? I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> yeah, Dave's regressed, by the way, if of regular listeners. <laughs> if, it's not a TV sh- if it's not a movie, I'm not watching it in territory. So. <laughs> but I'm sure everyone can turn him around on this because it's so popular at the moment. Go on then. What is it? Tell everybody what it is. It's Cobra Kai. Mm. 
Um, it was on, what was that thing YouTube are doing for a cup of coffee where they decided they'd do a streaming service and then no one gave a shit and they stopped. <laughs> um, but it was like the one show that was on YouTube, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and there's two seasons of it. I didn't, like, I knew of it, but I didn't know if it's good or if it was bad. And then Netflix picked up the rights to it and they're doing a third season. And then I was just, oh, I'll go and have a look. And then I looked at the scores of these episodes on IMDb and, like, some, like something like 9.5 episodes. It's, like, really, like, like, and loads of people are now watching it. It was, like, it's still, in, it was, like, for a week or two, it's the number one thing on Netflix in the UK. Um, I'm making my way for it now. It's very good. Mm. It's very, Dave. It's very good. Now, you did hook me in a little bit because you were saying that the episodes are not too long. Yeah, they're only like 20 to 30 minutes. Hmm. So, that could, that could get me. That could get you know, me. You, you've, you've been through this. You've done this before. We've, we've, we've coaxed you out of movies only. Well, you did. And remember, you're the enabler what? that got me into streaming services. Well, yeah. What, what happened? Why have, you, why have you gone back to this if it's not a film? I've got so many films that I still want to watch. I mean, you can't put it on Letterboxd. I know. I know that's annoying. Well, that's a thing. Yeah, true. If it can't go but, on Letterboxd. Um, it is well worth it. I mean, I'm only, what, uh, six or seven episodes into the first season. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only 10 episodes a season. It's an easy watch. It's in 4K on Netflix, so it looks amazing. The soundtrack's banging. <laughs> like big 80s hits so and I mean at the moment I was going to touch on this in one of my other things like because the future is so uncertain mm. it's just I think so many people are just going back to the past and yeah. like you know you're you're watching I know when you're not watching your review films you've been watching like stuff you you know you're familiar with and you know you oh, like yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I think everyone in their way whether it's memories or movies or albums or games are sort of just sort of retreating back to the past a bit because we know it it's comforting yeah, yeah we yeah. don't know what's going to happen you know in the weeks and months to come so it's just nice to be like you know what i'm just going to watch cobra car and that will remind me of a karate kid yeah so mm. and it does and it's very good dave well on the 27th of october there's a cobra kai video game coming out and it is uh, unsurprisingly a beat-em-up game of course it is could it could it be anything else so uh, yeah, that's that's probably I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's been in development for a long, long time, and it's pure coincidence that the popularity of the TV shows and yeah. oh, well, this is going to come out, or or what I don't know. But either way, the timing of it is pretty good because I know the TV shows getting some some good press everywhere. So a video game that ties in with it would be all right, I suppose. Yeah, good timing, very good timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I've talked about this. This is oh my god, three. Three years in January since I backed on Kickstarter Rambo oh. the video the Rambo the video game Rambo the board game. Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot about that. Apparently, it should be with me before we record the next show. Wow, eh? there it is! Oh Brilliant. yeah, and I obviously I back the super duper version where you get bloody everything in it. So the plan is that I'm going to make. Um, I've never done one of these before, and I've always thought, what's the fucking point of one of these unboxing oh, no. videos? You're doing unboxing. I'm going to do an unboxing. It'll probably be uh, yeah. It'll just be me opening the box and then doing nothing else. It'll be a pure, pure Wait, unadulterated. You, you will need to wear clothes if you're putting it on YouTube. Oh, oh, maybe I won't then. So because obviously, I'm soon be... the uh, 60 MW Pornhub channel. <laughs> <laughs> Dave naked opening Rambo the board game. Beyond that, <laughs> doing, un- doing unspeakable things to the pieces. <laughs> oh, oh God. look at this one! Oh, 
It's, yeah, I'm so excited for it, mate. But yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, no, God, years. That's, yeah, I'll do. Uh, so uh, definitely someone to look forward to. Yeah, I'll do a video on it and uh, see where it goes from there. So yeah, fingers crossed, mate. It comes before we record the October show. It would be nice. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Back into video games. Well, we talked about this briefly before, but a trailer has come out since we last recorded, and that's the game Predator Hunting. <laughs> Predator Hunting Grounds, where Dutch mm. Arnie's character in Predator. Yes, uh, he's yeah. in it great likeness of him he voices the character so if you want to look at that just go on youtube and search for predator hunting grounds uh, the dutch trailer and it's it's so yeah, good to see I him hear, in it it's a good hook i hear the game's not great but mm. i mean it's only back in predator so that would get Take... me playing just just for that as, as stupid as it sounds i oh yeah I'd play that just to yeah have his character which is why they've done it, I suppose, because they know, you know, there's people like us that would go, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll buy that, because it's him. <laughs> no other reason, even though you know the game isn't all that good. Mm. Uh, I've got one last thing, mate, and this is related to uh, to down your neck of the woods, and you, oh. put, you put me onto it, actually. Alan Partridge podcast, an Audible exclusive Uh 18 episodes, 6 hours, 44 minutes. I haven't listened to any yet. Uh, I don't have Audible, but no. you can get a 30-day free trial of it. So I'm thinking, I'll sign up for the free trial. Just listen to that over the course of a month, and then I've listened to it. So uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that was going on there. I didn't know if it was like, and obviously I know there's you can get trials, but I didn't know if they'd... It was like they were doing weekly episodes, but if they're all on there, then I'll, I will do the same. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, so I don't really have any need for Audible, but I, obviously I must consume all Partridge-related. You can't go wrong with a bit of Alan Partridge, mate. No, not at all. And if there's anybody listening wherever you are in the world and the name Alan Partridge means nothing to you, you're in mm. for a treat. Just just Google Alan Partridge and just watch yeah. and listen to everything that is in and uh, thank us later. It'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's it, though, as far as uh, the stuff goes. Have you got anything left, mate? Yeah, a couple more bits. Um, mm, go for it. I went to see the new Bill and Ted film <gasps> yesterday. Oh, yeah, no, Wednesday, sorry, bugger. Wednesday, two days ago. And, um, man, is that a film this year needs? Yeah. It's just such a feel-good, funny, just like, oh, it just took you back. It felt like a Bill and Ted film. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, just absolutely, like, laughing my ass off. Like, it's definitely, like, the funniest thing I've seen since all of this started. Yeah. So just to switch off and just laugh and laugh, and, like, it's, like, the emotional beats are really good, and it's just, you just feel good. It ultimately is feel good, because you really do just feel really good after watching it, so. Oh, I can't wait to watch this, mate. I really can't. Yeah, Bill and Ted Facing Music. It's in UK cinemas now. If you're able to get to a cinema, you know, yeah, give it a give it a go, and you can help out cinemas by being giving them money as well. But uh, there are other ways to watch it. Yeah. Do you think? But, uh, do you think? Because if word of mouth has been so good about it, do you think there could be a fourth or not? I think they will leave it. Yeah. I mean, they could be, but I think they'll leave it. It's, they leave it in a good place. They don't tease anything. There's no spoilers there, but there's an after the credit scene, which is good as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't see them doing another one, not for any particular reason. Just like, no, nah, this feels like it. Trilogy done. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, Keanu Reeves. Um, the, busy, the, two playing, 
um, their daughters are spot on as well. I mean, everyone's spot on, but um, yeah, Samara Weaving, who's been in. Um... Do you know Samara Weaving? Nope. I am. Yeah, I am a fan of Samara Weaving. She's good in everything, and Bridget Lundy Payne, Black the Daughters. But uh, Samara Weaving, she was in Ready or Not, um, which was great. Mayhem, the Babysitter of uh, Netflix film on there. Oh yeah, I've met, yeah. Yeah, I very much just seen her in sort of like horror roles, but. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she. I think she's Hugo Weaving's daughter. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, she is very good in most things. So uh, yeah, but the whole thing is excellent. Good, the pun. good, good, good. And finally, um, just a Netflix recommendation of something I watched yesterday, and it's eighties set. Um, it's a four-part documentary series. Don't sorry, Dave. It's a it's, a, it's not a film. Um, <laughs> But it's about the Challenger space disaster. Oh, yes. I do want to watch this, actually. Yeah, it's really good. Don't do the jingle. Um, I, no, no, I'm not going to do that. My finger is away well, from a button. My finger's um, well away from that button, mate. But no, it's like four parts. They're like 40 to 50 minutes each. And like I'd messaged my brother the trailer. Then he was just like, oh, I just started this last night and I was going to message you about it. So I put the first one on last night, mm. like early evening, and I like got about 10 minutes in. I'm just like, I'm going to watch all of these tonight. <laughs> it was just <laughs> one of them, like, hooked. It was so good, really good, interesting, so sad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, well recommended. Oh, yeah, I do want to, I do want to watch that. And, uh... um, and oh, oh, no, and one, one last thing. because. Because that uh, Gamera box set wasn't enough this year, um, I've, I may or may not have mentioned I've uh, ordered the Shout Factory Friday the 13th Beast. Oh, beautiful. Now, I, I went a bit cockney then. I ordered it on Amazon Canada. Yeah. And I still had an order, but then it was just like this whole thing where it said, like, you go back onto the product, you go on any Blu-ray on Amazon Canada or US now, and they're like, oh, we cannot deliver to you. So it's just like, well, rather than have this, will I get it? Will I not? You know, yeah. these, you know, like um, Shout Factory's Halloween box set, you know, that went out of print. Yeah. So um, one of my usual eBay haunts, I um, just paid like, I mean, I would have paid, I can't remember the exact figure, but I know I would have paid 20 quid more for customs at least. Yeah. So it was about 10, 15 pounds more than that. And okay. it's, one of, it's, one of my, it's one of my eBay places that sh- it ships from the UK. Ah, that's good. So they get it in, and then you like when they ship it, you get it like two days later. Wow, that's good. That is really so, good. So um, yeah, I don't obviously it's out on October the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll get it anywhere near them because they've got to get it over. I guess I mean yeah. they may get it early. I don't know how they work with new stuff. I've never ordered anything brand new from them, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to pre-order it from there. Paid it, so I will get it. That is an awesome set, mate. It really it is. looks insane. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, that will be the rest of my year, just watching Gamera and Jason, <laughs> and then having dreams bill. about them fighting each other. Oh, I mean, there's a Gamera movie. Win, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the movie waiting to happen: Gamera versus yeah. Jason. Excellent, but uh, yeah, that's that's all I've got. There's oh. quite a lot. We we did have a lot this time, mate, didn't we? We did Very have, much. So. We did have quite a lot. Uh, well, we shall take a break then, and then we'll come back with uh, your first time watch pick, my friend. Hmm. Rock and rule. Journey into a world where the cosmic forces of music, magic, and technology collide. 
Okay. My first time pick was Rock and Rule, which is a Canadian adult animated movie. It's not hentai. <laughs> I thought it was going to go a bit hentai once or twice, but uh, it didn't. I, yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, I'd say it was like a 12, because there's, you know, I think one of the creatures says shit once. Mm. Anyway, um, Rock and Rule is a 6.6. An IMDb. Bloody hell. And a 3.2 on a letterboxed. So they tie up together, yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's uh, from 1983. It was in, it was in development for a few years uh, before that. Um, and it's got a lot of guest bands. Of, um, Cheap Trick feature in it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm not telling you anything you didn't already hear in the trailer. Cheap Trick, um, Debbie Harry... Of Wind and Fire, Iggy Pop, Lou Reed, all all contribute songs to this. So what what's it about? What's it about, Tom? Um, and a, 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 a fucking hell, malevolent, malevolent. No, I got it the first time, so I'm not saying it again. Just go on then. A, a, a rock star kidnaps yeah. a singer to force her to participate in the summoning of a demon, and her band must help her stop him. Mm. Which is a rough sort of bullet point. Yeah, very rough. Yeah, does does miss out of you know like the whole you know. <laughs> so there's like it's a post-apocalyptic thing, and all that's left are correct me if I'm wrong. Cats. Yeah, rats. Rats. Is it dogs? And dogs. Yeah, if I remember right. rightly. Yeah. Yeah, and they are sort of human. You know, yeah. they're like, they can talk, they stand upright. And that's just how it is, guys. It's just like, don't question it. They're not going to get into the backstory of why this cat is like this and why this is this a rat or is this a dog. It, you just, okay, this is how it is. Mm. Like, they tell you at the start, like a scene set, and you're yeah. away. So there's an ba- uh, angel who is uh, voiced by someone who isn't Debbie Harry for the talking bits. So the, act, the voice actors are just animation voice actors. Yeah. Susan Roman voices Angel. But when it comes to singing, Debbie Harry voices Angel. Yeah. So it's that kind of deal. Um, she is spotted by Mock, who is the uh, malevolent... Why can't I say that? Malevolent. Malevolent. Fuck! We found your kryptonite. Yeah. Anyway, he is that uh, rock star. Um, yeah, but evil, he evil. takes her. 
to summon the demon mm. and her band, who uh, includes Omar, who is voiced by Greg Salata for the um, acting portion, and uh, Robin Zander from Cheap Trick yep. for the singing portion. Um, to summon this demon. Like, it's a fucking mess, this film. It's like, all over the place, mate. It's absolutely all over the place. Um, Mock, uh, the singing version of Mock is Lou Reed. <laughs> An evil Lou Reed. I mean, yeah, it's not a massive stretch, but yeah. um, the monster that summoned is Iggy Pop. So, like, on paper, it's like, yeah, this is... Yeah. This is very interesting. This is why I chose it. There were some good and funny letterboxed reviews. So mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, base it on that. And... Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't, as I said, all over the place. But by the end, I was sort of like, I thought that was all right. I don't know if I'd want to watch it again, but, <laughs> but I'm so, like, had you, had you even heard of this film before I it uttered it last time? Not on my radar, never heard of it. I mean, we've talked about in the past, Heavy Metal, the animated movie. Yes. As far as I knew, that... That was probably the only one of its ilk. And this rock and roll, I don't know how it's escaped me for, what, 37 years that I never knew it existed. I never saw it on any VHS um, shelf in any of the shops that I went into. I've just I've never seen it online, clips of it or stills from it anywhere. And you'd think because of because it has music with Cheap Trick and... Blondies, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, all this kind of stuff. It would have, at some point, come up on my radar, but it, it never has done me, ever. So, yeah, this was about as fresh a first-time watch as I'm probably ever going to get. Well, yeah, you probably say you're in the same place as me. I just was scrolling through Prime one day. Big shocker, this is on Amazon Prime. Oh, my God. Um, and you can tell because of the picture quality. It is like... They've just ripped off an old VHS. Yes, rentals. I was talking about before, but where the hell did they source some of their films from? Oh yeah, well, it's not good quality for picture at all. Got to say that. But the animation, like for 1983, and they'd been making this for a couple of years prior to that. I've always like, I mean, the animation style changes in places. Like the rat, cat, dog people, mm. they all look like generally look the same. But you know, they, there's some stuff with the animation that they do. I don't, you know, not like I know what it's called, but I'm just like, is this ahead of its time? Because, you know, for 19, early 1980s, I thought, I mean, it doesn't look impressive for today's standards, of course not, mm. but for then, I was just like, that looks pretty good for 1980s, early 80s. Yeah, there was some good stuff that they were doing with the animation. Like you said, it, it varies in style in different points. It was one of the, it reminded me of those, of like being a kid on Saturday morning and like cartoons would be on. And I was watching this and I was half expecting uh, like the banana splits to come on after it finished because it, huh. it got that sort of feel to yeah, it. Yeah, like it sort of reminded me of that sort of like, it just reminded me of like Inspector Gadget sort of animation mm. and that sort of thing, that sort of feel to it. I mean, it didn't feel like too much like an adult animation. Like this is, don't show the kids this. This is, you know, there was a, there was a couple of swears uh there's one character that like you kept on seeing their knickers. It it walked a weird line between, yeah. you know, what is it? And I think with you saying with the story, it's like you know it's all over the place and everything. And I think 
with its themes and it's even down to who who's your intended audience it's all over the place there's bits that are definitely for kids but then there's bits like you said you know there's oh, the odd naughty word here and there seeing a character's knickers there's drug taking in yeah it. yeah there's someone there's, does a bump yeah yeah there's this one scene where there's this panning shot and it's like you know lover's bluff in america and you see this car bumping up and down it's obviously a couple shagging in it and you know there's little things like that though imagine if some kid learned about the birds and the bees through this film oh my god <laughs> oh they'd be fucked for life mate they'd be screwed big time <laughs> it would be terrible wouldn't it? <laughs> and then they'd be yeah they'd be looking lustfully at cats and dogs and rat i mean let's the the two main characters in it omar and angel and they're both you know they're both singers and that first of all the the character of omar oh he got on my fucking tits what and what a cry baby it is the film begins with them both singing they've both got a song haven't they and he's yeah, yeah i'm gonna sing my song says omar with his rock guitar and everything it's a decent song to be fair and then yeah, it's a trick <laughs> yeah, yeah so then he sings his so Fair enough. Angel wants to sing hers. Oh no! What does Omar do? He he stomps off stage and throws his dummy right out of the out of the bloody pram. And from that point on, he's like he is an unlikable character. Was he a rat or was he something else? Because me and Tina watched it and we went. This is before Tina fell asleep. I'm afraid. Because yeah, I did see this. She, <laughs> she fell asleep watching it. I didn't. Uh, and we were saying, is he a rat or is he a dog it's not I mean, it's not a cat oh, i'm looking at his picture now on my poster God, i what's... said he was a rat with a mullet oh yeah he's definitely got a mullet i yeah. mean yeah i guess so what's angel if she just looks a little bit like a animal version animated version of um debbie harry as it is she does yeah so i don't know with as far as like the characters go it's i don't know what they are or what the no like this you know, like there's like a couple which like that's a dog that's a rat. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where there's an actual rat just eating some food off yeah. the floor. It's like, well, what the fuck? Why didn't that evolve? Yeah, because we're what like <laughs> that far into the future and there's still an old school rat. Yeah, if only rats, cats and dogs survived and they evolved into human form, mm. why, is still, why is there still a rat <laughs> that hasn't? It's are we looking too much into this? I don't know. I think we are. I, yeah. I don't know what mock was. No idea, mate. But, um, apparently, I was reading the old uh, trivia about it, and uh, the character's name was originally going to be Mock Swagger, as in Mick Jagger, and uh, ah. they weren't allowed to do that. Because okay. if you look at him, you know, the big lips, rock yeah. star. Yeah, of course. Well, I thought that Omar, every time I looked at, um, at Omar, who said, we think he's a rat, but has definitely got a mullet, he reminded me of Jan Michael Vincent every time I looked at him. I don't apparently, know he was... Um, he was um, Modelled on James Dean. Ah, okay. Uh, but apparently, uh, they were, they wanted this is a list of people they wanted for mock, but couldn't afford them. Okay. They wanted David Bowie. Mm, of course. Seems, seems to make sense. Tim Curry. Yeah. Mick Jagger, obviously, because yeah. Mock Swagger. Sting. Oh God. And probably the oddest, uh, Michael Jackson. Oh my God! Wow, that's a bit of an eclectic mix, right there. That, yeah, Michael Jackson as a evil thing, dog, cat, pass. <laughs> it's oh, it's a weird one. 
like I say, not just with the storyline, I think everything about it is so weird from the characters through to the story to the, like saying the mixture in animation, the mixture in the tone in it. I think the only sort of constant in it was, I, I, I kind of liked all the songs in it. I thought there was no, at no point did a song come up and I thought, oh, this is awful. No, like it wasn't like you, you all those bands um, uh, you've, uh, you hear, you know, like Earth, Wind and Fire and, um, cheap trick and um, Iggy Pop. Mm. You're just like, oh man, this is, and they're not as good, but they're still good songs. Yeah, yeah. Like um, like the the that one in the trailer. Yeah, oh, that sticks in your head. Yeah, like I just like it was just straight back in my head the moment like we heard the trailer there. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, it's like earworm. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So. uh yeah, it was a. Uh, it was one of those where it's like you don't think much. I didn't really think much of the songs at the time, but when that had, one of them had a reprise, that one in the trailer, and I think that the Earth, Wind, and Fire one got repeated in the credits. It was just like, yeah, these are all right. A couple more listens, and yeah. So um, yeah, the songs were okay. Yeah, it's just the messed up story of evil musician mock having to use Omar and Angel's voices together to raise a demon. Yeah. Is... This felt like something... It felt weird that Jim Steinman wasn't involved in this. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Um, it, post-apocalyptic. Like, I mean, the, the, the main flaw of a film, where obviously it's a bit all over the place, it's just like, okay, there's just cats, rats, and dogs, guys. Just deal with it. Yeah. I think it would work better just losing all the animal stuff and just have... Yeah, because they don't really reference it much. Not really, no. Uh, mm, it's. I think this is one of those that if if you're the person that partakes in any kind of recreational drugs, take those and watch it and probably get a yes, lot more out of it. Yes, but I wouldn't mind watching this high. That's yeah. When it comes to would you watch it again? Yes, but on something. <laughs> <laughs> please and thank you yeah i think watching it just with a cup of tea and you know nothing else is not and probably, confusion and a lot of confusion a lot of confusion watching this yeah it's uh not what i expected i didn't dislike it. i gave it two out of five on letterboxd which you know that that would give you a pass if you're doing a degree in university it give you a two-two it's a pass you just scrape just about scrape a pass bare minimum which i think this is for me it was it's just about i didn't dislike it i didn't, I didn't get bored with it or anything there was enough going on i was just like you might was just like what the fuck is happening here and and fair play to it i didn't know what I knew how it was going to end ultimately. I knew, you know, who was going to win and who was going to lose. But in between, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I think the high point is, oh, there's another song. This song's all right. But yeah, apart from that, not not a lot else to recommend, especially when it's a shitty picture on Amazon Prime as well. Yeah, I mean, I gave it three stars because by the end, I was just like, you know what? I kind of like that. But mm. as I said earlier, still don't know if that means I'd watch it again. Mm. But if... If I was on something, yeah, I probably would, because I'm like, yeah, there's cats. I'd I'd, I'd be clumsily trying to explain it to friends. And then, let's just put it on. It's only 70 minutes or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah, that's another plus. It's only a short film. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've answered the question already. Would 
Mm. You know, is it is it worth a rewatch? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rewatch it if it was. It, it is something probably put on in the background, maybe if there was something going on, but you didn't have to pay attention to it. And you know, a mm. song popped up and you went, "Oh, yes, it's all right this bit." But I wouldn't again sit down and and watch it all. Definitely not. Ah, shall we move on then? But we shall. We shall. We shall. So what is my uh, rewatch pick? It's body time! Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. I've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. And they is you. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut This message is meant for me. Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. Make it turn on you. Looks like we better check out the party punch. Starring Mark Price from Family Ties, with special guest appearances by Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons of Kiss. My rewatch pick, 1986, Trick or Treat, and you may well have heard me say in the episode uh, last month, I wanted a comfort blanket movie. May this is a comfort blanket movie for me. I fucking love this movie. It's one of those, You, I mean, you've got them as well. We've both got them. A lot of people listening to this have those movies where you know every line of dialogue in it. You know yeah. exactly what's going to happen next. And you love it for that because it's just so comforting and you enjoy every minute of it. Uh, it's a 5.8 on IMDb. The synopsis is a bullied teenage boy is devastated after the death of his heavy metal idol, Sammy Kerr. But as Halloween night approaches, he discovers that he may be the only one who can stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from beyond the grave. So it's got Mark Price, as you heard in the trailer. Mark from Price. From TV Family Ties. From TV Family Ties. 51 episodes of Family Ties he was in, starring as Skippy between 1982 and 1989. He's only got 18 acting credits. He's only got three acting credits since 1993. He's not been oh, in a wow. lot. And I'm sure there's a lot of Family Ties... Sort of fans listen to, to to this, but um, I just know him as Eddie Winebauer from yeah from Trick or Treat. That's he's always Eddie Winebauer to me. So he's he's the he's in high school and he's the the loner the loner heavy metal fan only child at home with his mum. You never see his dad, uh, and he's a big metal fan. He's got Kiss posters and Judas Priest and. Twisted Sister all over his bedroom. I remember from the first time I watched this on VHS. And, of course, the only reason I watched it in the first place is because Gene Simmons is in it. That's the reason I rented it in the first place. And then I watched it and went, this is fucking awesome, and watched it a shitload of times. Uh, so 
Mark Price, Eddie Weinbauer, he's, he's the lone heavy metal fan. He's friends with a uh, the the high school DJ called Nuke, who's played by Gene Simmons. Uh, it's friends with him. And what happens is Eddie is obsessed with Sammy Kerr. He's the big rock musician, but he's into uh, he's into all this devil worship stuff and everything. And while Eddie is doing the laundry at home, a news piece comes up on the TV that uh, Sammy Kerr has died in mysterious circumstances. Uh, he doesn't know yet that Sammy killed himself in this sort of devil worshiping thing that was going on. Um, so what happened was that. Nuke, the DJ, had been given Sammy Kerr's last album, the unreleased album that Nuke has put onto tape. He's going to play it on Halloween night so everybody can listen to it at the high school uh, Halloween party. He gives Eddie the um, the acetate disc, isn't it? The heavy acetate disc, the only one of its kind. So there he is, Eddie Weinbauer, a massive Sammy Kerr fan, has got the only copy of an unreleased Sammy Kerr album. So of course he goes on and plays it. Little does he know that Sammy Kerr talks to him through this album. Uh, Eddie's bullied at school. One of the main bullies who is uh, Tim in it. And I love Tim. Great character played by an actor called Doug Savant. And uh, I love films as well where somebody gets bullied and then the person who's being bullied gets revenge. I really love seeing people get revenge. And uh, he uses these powers that that Sammy Kerr has got now to, to get revenge on the people that bullied him, but it all gets out of control. He wanted revenge. He didn't want them all killed in weird and horrible ways. Uh, and then he finds out that Sammy Kerr is not the hero he thought he was and is evil and must defeat him with the help of a girl that he loves in high school called Lisa. Uh, Eddie's got a best mate called Roger and... Um, Roger, played by Glenn Morgan. This is his only acting role, mate. And he went on to be a, one of the main things he did. He was a big writer-producer for The X-Files, which yeah, you've recently yeah. gone I'm, through, I haven't know you? The name, know the name well. He wrote some of the Final Destination films yeah. as well. Uh, he directed uh, Willard with Crispin Glover, mm-hmm. remake of that. Yeah, he's really prolific. And, yeah, I think I remember knowing that. And like, It's just one of those sort of stats. Yeah. Thing. That's the fact you forget. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's that guy that did loads of episodes of the X Files. <laughs> and he plays a good part in it. He plays yeah, a good... he's, he's all right. He's... I don't it... know why he didn't do any more acting. No, but... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tony Fields, who plays Sammy Kerr, he died in 1995. He was only 36. Um, oh, God. Yeah, he died of cancer secondary to the AIDS virus as well. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, I think you can tell this watching the movie that he was a gymnast and trained dancer as well. And you can definitely see it in the way that he moves in the films. He appeared, yeah. among other things, in music videos, Michael Jackson's Beat It and Thriller. He appeared oh. in Lionel Rich's Running With The Night. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're ones to rewatch and look out, uh, look out for Tony Fields. But he wasn't the one that was picked originally to be Sammy Kerr. They wanted Blackie Lawless from Wasp to play Sammy Kerr. And he auditioned for it. And then Blackie apparently said, oh, I'll do I'll do the soundtrack as well. You know, if I get the part, Wasp will do the soundtrack and we'll, you know, do all this big package together. But then when the production company said, no, we're definitely having Fastway to do the soundtrack, of which we'll get into, obviously, mm. um, Blackie threw his dummy out of the window and said, no, I'm not lip syncing to another band, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, Gene Simmons was offered the role, but he took the role of Nuke instead. 
Um, I don't think Gene Simmons would have been right for the role. Blackie Lawless, I could see in the role. Yeah, Blackie Lawless doing Wasp songs. I mean, I like I love the Fast Ray soundtrack, but oh, I was thinking again, watching it, like imagine if that was, this was Wasp. Yeah, it would it would be good. I mean, I love the soundtrack. It's one of my all time yeah. favorite movie soundtracks. I fucking love it. And we were watching it again, and Tina knows how much I love this movie. And she knows how much I love the soundtrack as well. And she was saying, it's so weird that you love this soundtrack because he's got a bit of a whiny voice. <laughs> she yeah. has the vocalist has got a bit of a whiny voice. And if you, you know, regular listeners to any of the soundcheck shows know whiny vocals are not my thing, but there's exceptions to everything. And this is an album I've grown up with. And I just, I just love it. I don't really. Do you like any other fast way stuff? You know what, mate, because of this, because I got so much into this, movie so then obviously i bought the soundtrack album and i went fuck yeah fast way i'm gonna buy some fast way and i can't remember the names of the albums that i bought they're still upstairs they're still in the loft as is the trick-or-treat album didn't like them didn't no, like them. i've never gone <laughs> with fast way no apart from this album i saw fast way live at in hike i oh got in hyde park makes me sound as if I'm ancient or something but they played <laughs> Um, Hyde Park Calling, whatever it's called, the same days Aerosmith headlined ah, it. Okay. Uh, they played on a smaller stage, and I was just like, Fast Way, let's hear some trick or treat songs. Yeah, Didn't yeah. play one. The bastards. I was just like, What's this shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because I was just the same, not not liked another album by them, probably not even liked another song by them. I remember getting yeah, these other right, albums. Just like listening to it. I mean, I mean, if they just brought this album out and there hadn't been a film, probably wouldn't have liked that either. But like sometimes you've just, you know, the yeah. film, the songs take you to a film. Yeah. And yeah. Like hearing their songs like of genres I don't even like. But when they work in a film, it doesn't matter. So Yeah. yeah. It's a good point. It is, but it's it's a it is a cracking soundtrack. Like you said, probably and of course Pete Way. Um Yeah. Don't press the jingle button who passed away recently. <laughs> going to wear that jingle button out if I don't warn you. <laughs> Hopefully, we're not, I'm not going to have to press that button next next episode. We shall see. Uh, Anchor Bay, apparently, were going to release a 20th anniversary yeah. issue DVD of it, um, but stopped because of... And this has happened with so many films, mate, hasn't it? And TV shows with the licensing rights for the music in it, which yeah. you think... Fastway would the, it's not like you know it's Queen or Michael Jackson or somebody yeah. it's like in it's Fastway what would be the yeah. problems with this surely I did notice where I think it was the first time we meet Nuke there's a song playing and it's Scream Till You Like It oh which, yeah from Only Child which, mm. I can't remember who does it originally but that all went on to be performed ironically by Wasp yeah. on Ghoulies 2 yeah yeah well I've um, got the it's a much better version but yeah, yeah. but um it's Only yeah, Child. It's... Yeah, I've got the album. I've got the Only Child album that this is on. Um, Paul Sabu is the vocalist on it. It's, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good album, actually, that as well. Might, actually, that could be one I might do a, uh, a sound check show on. That's just reminded me, yeah. That's old school. Nice. Probably not a lot of people have listened to. But yeah, I, like, I do like the Wasp version of that song a hell of a mm. lot. Um, yeah, this, I mean, there's stuff in this. Like I said at the beginning, it's, it's it's like anything with Rick Mail, and I just know, I know every line of it. And the Eddie, so Eddie Weinbauer in it, and there's one bit where he's at home, and he's just lying on the couch, and he's got a, a newspaper, an 18 year old kid with a newspaper. Come on, fucking out. And um, 
And so, so he, he's, he's, he puts the radio on and this sort of elevator Muzak comes on. And he says the line, even death is preferable to this shit. If I had a penny, mate, for every time I have said that line in the 37 years since I first watched this, every time something shit has come on the television or some music has come on that I didn't like, I'd, I would have £11.87 minimum because I've <laughs> said it so many times. It's one of those go-to lines if something happens or I see it, it's like, even death is preferable to this shit. Uh, I, it's, it's got... I mean, the effects that Kevin Yeager did the practical effects in it, and he's in it because at the Halloween um, high school party that they have, they have this rock band, and Kevin Yeager is the like the lead uh, guitarist in it, and he's the one that gets fried at the beginning, and he did all the practical effects in it, and th this is when Sammy Kerr appears, and he does like a a great song again. It's fucking awesome. This song that he comes on, he sings to everybody, and he starts killing all the high school students, and they all start running away it's so cheesy it's a proper 80s horror cheese fest but i think it's because it's been been a part of my life for so long and i've watched it so many times and it means that much to me and i can really relate with the character of, of eddie as well because i was like you know i was an only child and i love rock music and i had all the posters on my walls and everything um that i could relate to him in you know a lot of different ways and then I just, it's, you know, mate, there's films that click with you, isn't there, from the first time that you watch them. And you know they're not the best films in the world, but there's just that X factor about them that just draws you in. And you just, that's it then. You know you, you're going to be watching them forever. And yeah. uh, this, this is one with me. And I can well imagine that somebody listened to this who has never seen it, and they'll put it on. And especially with Halloween approaching, it's that time you think, oh, yeah, I'll... I'll because you have your month, mate. You're close to you'll do your October Horror Fest, which you're going to do again this year, aren't you? Yes, yeah, all horror, all month. Yeah, and there's people listening could go, okay, I'm going to do something different. I've never seen Trick or Treat. I'll put it on, and they could well think, well, that was a bag of shit, wasn't it? <laughs> what I mean, was... no, I can see why. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's rubbish, but it's fun, and it's and you know it does actually you know for its time you know with the whole censorship and like oh don't play this record backwards and mm. twisted sister having to appear in front of governors and Cong not congress but you know that sort of thing yeah yeah and, and like oh like you know the whole judas priest thing and all that sort of stuff um and it's like yeah it did, it did say a bit about it, its time i mean you know it's a, a lot of time long past now but it did make but it made a statement as well as just being daft fun oh, yeah. where dead rockers flush down a toilet. <laughs> it can be both. It can be both. It does on a very superficial surface level tackle, you know, bullying as well. Um, yeah. You know, and then because, you know, that goes, that happens as well. You think you're, you're the outsider at school because, especially during school years, because you like something different and then you get bullied because of it. And, um, like I said before, I just love when that happens, though, and the and whoever is being bullied gets revenge. Come up and yes, it was one of the Grimfest films. Um, did an interview show with them, watched it, and watch out for this one, mate, called The Unhealer. It's the yes. one with Lance Henriksen in. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, and that's sort of a similar theme, only to the fact of you know, like somebody at school, high school slash college, being bullied, the outsider. And then you really hate the bullies, but then 
tables are turned and you're going, yes, fuck you, police. <laughs> it's like this. But it's got everything from what originally was, ooh, here's another film with Gene Simmons in. And I will hold my hand up and admit that the first time I watched it, as well as just loving it and loving the soundtrack, I was the one thing I was disappointed in is that Gene Simmons isn't in it that much. He's probably has like, I don't know, two minutes screen time, maybe. And then that's it. That's all yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot, but it's it's a good part that he plays in it. And this is, yeah, it's just, like I said, one of my comfort blanket movies. I'd love to hear people that have never seen it before and are watching it for the first time now, what they think about it. If you're going to do that, please, please email us and let me know. Or if, you know, if you watched it way back when and you haven't seen it for a long time, give it a rewatch and let us know what you think because I'd love yeah. to see, you know, how it holds up for people that maybe just watched it the once when it came out on VHS or something and haven't watched it for a long time. But yeah, for campy, cheesy, horror, rock music filled films, you can't get much better than Trick or Treat, mate. You really can't. No. And, and of we course... Were- um- this is our first time for both of us watching in HD on Blu-ray, wasn't it? It was indeed. It, we, I, um, I think we got the same disc by the look of it, but you had a nice digi pack. Yeah, the, the, I just had the case. The, the only the disappointment with that was because it's from it's a German release, so the five-one soundtrack is in German. The English soundtrack is just in stereo, which mm. I'd love. I, d- I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is an uh, English language 5 1 mix somewhere. That'd be good on Blu ray. Yeah, um, but an infinite step up from the shitty DVD, I think we both owned. So. Oh, mate, that DVD quality <laughs> was bloody. That was awful. awful. But I mean, it wasn't the, the greatest picture I've ever seen on a Blu ray, but I mean, it had some of the little crackles and pops in it. And I was just like, yeah, it kind of works in this sort of film. Yeah. So well, that was next, fine. Next year is the 35th anniversary. Do you think well, somebody could get the music rights sorted and we could have like a, a really cracking Blu-ray release for the 35th anniversary? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be awesome. I'm calling, mate. We need to get Mark Price on an interview show. Oh, absolutely. And he hears around Rag because man. Tina went online and I think, because I'm not on Facebook, I'm pretty sure she found him on facebook and he's quite active on there oh nice yeah and again i'm, I'm fairly sure that most people go oh like in the trailer oh it's mark price from family ties and here's me and you going and it's fucking eddie weinbauer <laughs> let's, let's yeah. have him on and just talk about yeah we'll just brush over family ties yeah. briefly yeah. and we'll just get into the yeah those 51 episodes of- family ties yeah yeah, it was, yeah okay Let's talk about trick or treat, please, Mark. That would be awesome. I think that's something we should actively try to chase. Yeah, out. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. I ju- I could just sit here and gush about this film. I gave it five stars. You did <laughs> all five. And again, I know you know there's not many people. Maybe I'm the only one that give it five stars. But my that's hopefully I've explained my reasons why it's five stars to me personally. Yeah, of course. Yeah, always will be. It'll be one. Uh, I don't know. I've I've watched it well into double figures, and I hopefully watch it many many more times again. It's one of those where you just pick up. It's like for me, Jaws or The Warriors or Dirty Harry. You know those ones you can just go to the well every time, put it on, 
and you instantly get that nice warm feeling. Ah, yeah, back in familiar territory. Yeah, this is uh, this how trick or treat works for me. So it did exactly what I wanted it to do. It was that nice comfort blanket and a bit of a a warm up for our October show as well, mate. Get us in the mood for a bit of a little bit of horror. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we can't move on without the obvious question of was it worth a rewatch? Too fucking right it was. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was definitely worth a rewatch. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to about it, mate? No, no. I mean, it's not a hard, easy. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not. Um, it's not the easiest film to find in the UK, but um, mm. if you go on Amazon Germany, the uh, Blu-ray was like eleven pounds delivered. So yeah. Give it a go. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And yeah. tis the season, as we're at the start of October when this is coming out. Exactly, yeah. And play, please, please email us about it. Um, I'd love to get people's thoughts on this one. Well, let's move on then, mate, because we're coming up to the next one we do. It will be our October show, so I'm uh, presuming everything's going to be horror-related, which will go to our okay. picks. Mm, so we shall just take a second... And we'll come back with your first time watch, mate. Your first time watch, Dave. Fucking hell. I'm not going to. I'm not going to edit this out. We said we were going to do it live. It's like fuck ups as well, mate. This is. We're back. Yeah, I could have easily told you, but what's the I got too that? excited talking about trick or treat. My head was still like in Eddie Weinbauer mode. I was like, yes, it's my first time watch pick. Of course it is. Uh, I've got to admit, I felt a bit under pressure. I was like, oh, horror film that me and Tom have not seen 80s well like, I know with these shows it's good we can go 80s related but I really did want to pick a 1980s one uh, so of course where do you go Amazon Prime <laughs> I just typed in 1980s horror and sure enough loads of them were scrolling past my eyes and I picked one I did watch the trailer for this I thought I want I'm not just going to pick blind I am going to watch the trailer to give me an idea of, of what it's going to be like, which has failed us in the past, to be fair. But this one's from 1988, and it's called Phantom of Death. And the first thing that drew me in was it's got Michael York in it, and it's got Donald Pleasance in it. And I was like, what the fuck? A Donald Pleasance movie that I've never seen. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the trailer. Then when the trailer finished, and I'd seen, I don't know, I lost count of the amount of gratuitous throat slashings that went on with oh. blood flying everywhere i thought yeah this is it mate so it's uh it's on amazon prime over here in the uk 1988 phantom of death italian movie directed by ruggero diodato cannibal oh. cannibal holocaust is like, hey. and the italian title is un delito poco comune and so there you go obviously perfect, go, indeed. perfect italian uh, so yeah, my first time watch pick. Your obviously rewatch pick, mate. My rewatch pick. Well, Dave, do you remember the time where I put my hand on your stocking and I was moving nice and slow? <laughs> um, I let my I fingers forget? do the walking because oh. they weren't that far to go. And <laughs> oh shit, sorry, hang on. So that was Naughty Naughty by John Parr, which is a song on the soundtrack. Ooh, to my rewatch pick. 
which is a film that came out the same kind of time as The Lost Boys, and it's better than The Lost Boys. <laughs> it's near dark. Oh, yes. But, oh, probably. I don't want to give too much away right now, but I am, just by simply saying, <laughs> simply saying, I think it could be, off the top of my head, my all-time favourite vampire movie. Mm. I've got a, I, I, I've, I've hit up Amazon Germany again for this one because I love my Anchor Bay Region 1. Oh, like, I'm, I'm going into it too much now. <laughs> my Anchor Bay Region 1 DVD of it. It's like, I will never That's get rid I've of it. Got. Signed by Lance Henriksen. I just, Ooh, it was yeah. very nice. Not just because it's signed by Lance Henriksen. It's just like, I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was just like, nah, it's Blu-ray time. And uh, it came out on Blu-ray in America and then it went out of print. And then um, in Germany, they put it in one of those nice media book things like your trick or treat mm-hmm. um you're for same print so that is arriving tomorrow ready to watch oh i'm so tempted to get that even tina said mm. it's nice it's nice yeah. i'll show you it tomorrow i'll send some photos over yeah send some pictures because i've got the same dvd that you've got the anchor bay region one and it is really good you know it's a, it's yeah, a, it's a yeah nice, i really like it yeah there's you know, some good stuff on it but yeah i could do with a nice blu-ray of of near dark definitely well, we know at least one film isn't going to let us down in the October. Yeah, show. our reactions to just generally to Near Dark. Just yeah. then, uh, that's uh... <laughs> much like. I mean, this one, this one didn't. I mean, obviously, Trick or Treat, awesome. Rock and Roll wasn't wasn't shit. It was, you know, it was all right. I didn't dislike it. So, you know, there was no no lemons in this episode, as far as I'm concerned. No, no. Yeah, let's hope that continues into October, mate. Which would be very nice. Indeed. Right then, with that done, uh, housekeeping nice and quick, 60mw.co.uk. Contact us, form on there, email us direct, contact at 60mw.co.uk. The Twitter and Instagram are now at 60mw podcast. If you are already following us, you don't need to do anything. We changed the name, but you're still following in. Uh, and if you're not following us, just go and do it. YouTube channel, just search for 60mw podcast, give us a sub on there. Uh, the latest show to go on there was me and you, Tom, talking with Steve Dijon. Our video version of that show went on there. where And it is worth watching that one as well because some of the stuff that he shows is, is like so awesome. Oh, yeah, very, yeah, especially, you know, like the, like I said, in the intro to it, you know, just look out in the background for a couple of his mates. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, a, it's a good interview and lots of visual stuff he yeah. shows to a camera as well. So Yeah, so, yeah, give us a sub on there and don't miss out. Not all of the interview shows are going to be videoed. And like I said before, nothing nothing will ever be just video only. They're just there to supplement the uh, the audio shows. But yeah. yeah, you never know. Fingers crossed we might get, you know, the interview show with Mark Price and that could go on the YouTube channel too. Imagine if he had a treasure trove of merch from uh, oh. Trick or Treat, like uh, Steve Dijon. It's got all that, all that lovely gear from uh, Miracle Mile. Yeah, I'd love to know if he kept anything from it. There was a thing as well, actually, something I didn't, before we go briefly, something I didn't touch about in the Trick or Treat thing, because Eddie Weinbauer obviously is into his rock music and he's got all his uh, his separates set up. Uh, and there's the graphic equaliser, which everybody played with when you had your separates. That was like, fuck, I can change the sound of the, of the LPs. Not knowing you'd get it all set up perfectly how you wanted this graphic equaliser, be it, you know, however many different ones it was. And you get it set up and it'd make whatever album you were listening to sound perfect. But you didn't know then that it'd make the next album sound shit. 
because they're all mixed and mastered differently. And then in the film, when his mum messes with it, that was like, oh, it's the worst thing a parent could do was mess with like the graphic equaliser on their kid's stereo system was just, oh, just don't do that. That was that was quite horrific the first time I saw that when his mum was changing the graphic equaliser. It was terrible. Anyway, uh, I just had to get that bit in, mate. <laughs> uh, until next time then, the October, the horror filled show we shall be back uh until then like i say get in touch with us about trick or treats rock and rule if you want but anything about the october ones uh you know where to email us we're always here and we always love reading them so until next time i shall say a goodbye a goodbye for me